BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, Mr. News, hit it. Next on the Ledger Report, what we need to understand is that gun-free zones kill and we need to return to the wild, wild west. Stand by. The doors of the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in, so sit back and relax as we unfold this edition of the Ledger Report. There was a time, a time before cable, when the local anchorman reigned supreme. And in San Diego, one anchorman was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. dead this morning here in Indianapolis. That includes the accused gunman. Several others have been injured during this. I want to step out of the way and show you because as I mentioned, police, they are still here on the scene. Many of the detectives, they are paired to be inside this FedEx building. We also can see crime scene tape from where we are standing and the crime scene unit, which also is on scene. We know so many people this morning have questions about why this gunman opened fire and how many other people were hurt during this. Police tell us they are still looking into this at this time. What we can tell you, it was shortly after 11 o'clock last night, police responded to shots fired at this FedEx facility here on the southwest side of Indianapolis. Once they arrived here, they say they encountered that gunman who then turned the gun on himself. Right now, police say they are continuing to try to figure out why this gunman did that. But like we said, when they did search the facility and the outside of this building, they did locate eight victims and the gunman, which makes nine. Uh, Many other victims, we know they were transported to area hospitals. Some of them were driven uh, by coworkers. Some of them actually drove themselves to these hospitals. But police also tell us overnight there were multiple walk-ins at nearby hospitals. So they tell us they are still trying to determine how many victims uh, were shot or injured here at this FedEx facility overnight. Again, a lot of questions this morning about- Stop tape, stop tape. Okay, so you get the point. You have the typical female breathless reporter (laughs) talking about these people shot, and it's a tragedy. I'm not trying to belittle the tragedy. I'm not trying to diminish the tragedy. It happens. You know, we have murder in this society. If we took away all the guns in America, as they have in some other societies, would that end murder? No. But that's the narrative, of course. That's the narrative from the mainstream media. It's a phony narrative. They know it's a phony narrative. That's the narrative from the modern Democrat Party. It's a phony narrative. They know it's a phony narrative. But that's the narrative in order to chip away at the Second Amendment. But I want to remind you to keep something in the back of your mind. Yes, of course, we want to protect the Second Amendment. Yes, of course, we want to understand why the framers gave us the Second Amendment. It's ironic, and I'll get in that moment. 
But we also want to remember that the Democrat Party, the modern Democrat Party, are masters at creating smoke over here and fire over here and a little bit of smoke and fire over here and a smoldering ashes over here. They have many pots. I'm using a lot of analogies here. I'm sorry. I'm the analogy king, the metaphor king. They have many pots on the stove. You want to look at it on a burner? They have a, they have a 15 burner stove. They have a 20 burner stove. They have a 100 burner stove. And they have all these pots. Some are boiling, some are simmering. And so the Second Amendment and guns is something that's been simmering for decades now. And it's going to continue to simmer for the next couple of decades. It does two purposes. One, yes, it chips away at our precious Second Amendment right. But the other thing it does is it distracts us, right? So while they are attacking guns and they're using tragedies like what took place in Indianapolis here where eight people were slaughtered by a nutcase who then, uh, as they so typically do, are so cowardice, except for them terrorists, for some reasons. The terrorists turn themselves in. They, they don't kill themselves after they murder people. But the run-of-the-mill wacko who murders a bunch of people tends to murder himself afterwards by whatever method he chooses to use or she. The terrorists, almost to a man, seem to survive these attacks as, as you know, you would understand. You go into a gun-free zone, by the way, and that should be noted, and it will be noted over and over again by this here host, Graham Ledger, that this is a gun-free zone. And a gun-free zone tells a nutcase, hey, I can go in there with impunity. It doesn't have to be a gun, by the way. It could be a knife. It could be a machete. It could be some sort of lethal gas. It could be a bomb, a homemade bomb. He just knows. It could be his car, by the way. A car is a lethal device. Just ask police that. It's why you will see them from time to time open fire inside into a car that has a criminal in there because they know the criminal is about to use that car as a deadly weapon. So the gun-free zone is a giant neon sign saying to nutcases all over the country and all over the world for that matter, but all over the country, that, hey, these are sitting ducks, says to the terrorist, hey, these are sitting ducks. So we... We fortify airports from the terrorists. We fortify airplanes. But then we tell the terrorists, these schools are gun-free zones. Go for it, terrorists. And I'm not hoping this happens. I pray to God it doesn't happen. But I'm just using this as an example of the crazy thought process that emanates out of Washington, D.C., and in particular these blue states. I just saw a tweet from Gavin Newsom who's about to be facing a recall election. Will he survive it? I don't know. But he goes on, puts on Twitter all the recent shootings, and they're all over the country. And he talks about this in some sort of context of post-pandemic normal America. <laughs> murder happens in a free society. The murder weapon of choice, again, could be a firearm, could be a car, could be a razor blade, could be a box cutter, could be an airplane. Murderers are going to murder.
take away all the guns, again, as other societies have done, and murder doesn't go away. It just morphs. And the murder rate doesn't drop. It just continues. Because bad people are going to do bad things. But there are good people out there. I want to remind you that this program is brought to you by a pretty good guy. His name is Mike Lindell. And if you go to MikePillow.com, MyPillow.com, you put Ledger in the promo code box, the good guy, Mike Lindell, will give you 66% off products. So go to MyPillow.com, put Ledger in the promo code box. Also, you can go to GrahamLedger.com, do the same thing. There's a banner ad on every page. Just click on it. Put Ledger in the promo code box. I believe it's after you pick your items and make your shopping cart and whatever. Uh, you get up to 66% off. I want to remind you that Mike Lindell is also unveiling, and he has put together a, a pretty good platform, I think, called frankspeech.com. You want to go there and you want to sign up. Uh, hopefully, there'll be millions, tens of millions of Americans who go there and sign up for Mike Lindell's free speech website. Uh, I'm in YouTube jail, and I may be in YouTube jail for the rest of my life. I don't know. It's completely arbitrary, up to YouTube. They don't like what I have to say about the First Amendment or the Second Amendment. They don't like me defending free speech. They don't like me defending the Constitution. They don't like me telling the truth about the vaccines. They don't like me telling the truth about what happened in the 2020 election cycle. So I'm in Facebook jail. Or I mean, I've been in Facebook jail. I'm in YouTube jail. I've been, I've been cut off at the knees on Twitter. Twitter's not what it was. Parler, something happened to Parler when it fired back up. I don't know. I hope it regains its footing. But it doesn't seem to have much action, and it doesn't seem to be functioning quite um, the same way. And these other alternatives out there, I don't know. But I do know this. I know Mike Lindell's a good guy, and I know he's built a pretty good platform. I've seen some things behind the scenes that look pretty good. So I encourage you to go to Frank Speech. He called it Frank, speaking frankly, right? FrankSpeech.com. Go to GrahamLedger.com, answer my question, and the question is effectively, are you going to sign up for this Mike Lindell platform and the Donald Trump uh, free speech platform and media, hopefully media platform. Hopefully Donald Trump unveils a media conglomerate that cuts across social and mainstream media. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Pray to God that's what he comes up with. I would love to be a part of that if I was ever given an opportunity so I could come out there and do what I'm doing here. And that is tell you the truth about shootings and what we really need to have happen. We need to have happen in these corporations like Federal Express ending gun-free zones. And, and quit advertising in your parking lot. And, and, and as you walk in right next to the mask mandatory sign, gun-free zone sign, you need to stop doing this. Because it's an advertisement to a nutcase. It's a trigger to a nutcase that you can come on in there and wipe people out. In this case, in Indianapolis, eight people who should be alive today and, and, and several wounded who should be perfectly fine today now have to suffer the consequences. So yeah, this Federal Express and all these other companies and private organizations and public schools and school boards, do they have a little bit of blame in all this? Yeah, I believe that they do. Because they don't understand or they're part of the radical agenda. And the radical agenda is to, yes, disarm the American people because the framers of the Constitution gave us the Second Amendment, not 
just to go hunting, not just to be able to defend ourselves and our families, but to keep rogue and radical government at bay. And there's nothing more than Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden would love than to see the Second Amendment go away. And that's why we see if they can't go after guns, then they go after ammunition. It's getting harder and harder and harder to find ammunition in California, for example. Did you know that? Why is that? Well, all kinds of checks and balances they've now put in place. They figured out, these radical politicians, Newsom on down and figured out, hey, if we can't get the guns, we'll get what goes in the guns. And so I have many friends in California who are stocking up on ammunition. And it's not because they believe Armageddon is coming. Armageddon is here from a constitutional perspective. They just know that it's almost impossible right now to get 38 caliber ammunition in California. Why? 38 caliber is not an uncommon caliber. So hopefully they have other than 38 firearm, like a, a 9mm, which still seems to be plentiful. But who knows how long that's going to be uh, plentiful. But back to Indianapolis. And it isn't it ironic that just two days prior to the shooting, the Indianapolis, um, the Indiana, I should say, Senate, the state Senate, blocked a bill that would have allowed for constitutional carry in Indiana, in the entire state. Now, that doesn't mean that nutcase companies like Federal Express can't get out there and say, this is a gun-free zone, you're going to have to check this gun at the door or whatever kind of mechanism they put in place. But the bottom line is, constitutional carry, that is open carry, that is being able to carry a firearm without a permit and in public if you choose, is the solution to lowering crime, is the solution to lowering murder. I know to many Americans that sounds counterintuitive, but it's been proven time and time again in states that allow more liberal carry like Texas. Guess what? These armed robbery rates drop because the bad guy doesn't know. Because when you have constitutional carry, it doesn't mean that you're going to have all these cowboys running around with guns in their holsters and you can see it strapped to their leg. The bad guys know that, well, there are some cowboys out there, but then there are some cowboys who don't show the firearm but have it tucked in their belt or in their pocket or they have it strapped to their ankle. So constitutional carry, a.k.a. open carry, is the solution to ending a lot of bad stuff in our society. But in these blue states like California, forget about it. You're never going to see it. You're never going to see it. Imagine walking down Venice Beach in Los Angeles with an open carry. You would be jumped. You, there'd be so many people calling 911 simultaneously, the phone lines would be jammed. It's because of the way they think in the Los Angeles area. But the media has a crucial role in all this. So the breathless reporter out there in Indianapolis saying they, they don't know the motive. The motive, the motive, who cares the motive? He's nuts. And by the way, according to witnesses, now I don't always trust witnesses because I know that if you have 10 people see the same thing, you're going to get 10 different versions of it. And I also know that 
Most Americans are rather ignorant about firearms. But there is at least one eyewitness report saying that this nutcase was using an automatic firearm of some kind. Now, it could be a semi-automatic that they're confused. I don't know. It could be a semi-automatic with a bump stock or something of that nature. I don't know. But there are reports that this was an automatic weapon. And in this case, I use the word weapon because it was used against people. A gun is not a weapon. It's a firearm. Unless it's used against somebody in some sort of fashion. Then it becomes a weapon. A gun sitting on my desk right here is not a weapon. It's a paperweight, if, especially if it doesn't have any bullets in it. So there is at least one report that this nutcase had a automatic, and those are illegal most of the time. There's a process, there's a way for each state, I believe even in California, to get an automatic weapon, but it's few and far between. Effectively, they're banned. Effectively, automatic weapons are banned uh, in this country. Very, very hard uh, to get your hands on one. But the media will be out there front and center laying the foundation for the radicals in Washington, D.C. and the radicals, the heads of state like Gavin Newsom in California to implement more of these anti-Second Amendment pieces of legislation and policies, like Joe Biden, just with a stroke of a pen, as unconstitutional as it is, attacking the Second Amendment. Speaking of Joe Biden, can you make any sense at all? He's talking about guns, and I believe this soundbite that I'm going to roll for you uh, was before the shooting in Indianapolis, but he's talking about gun grabbing, of course, and he's trying to Make the case that guns are bad. It's not the people behind the guns, but it's guns. It's the gun themselves that we have, and the gun manufacturers. Oh, what a mess that is. And we'll talk about that in just a moment when we talk with uh, Phil Raboli with the Gun Owners of America going after gun manufacturers. Oh, what a debacle. What an anti-constitutional, anti-free market debacle that would be. But Joe Biden's trying to make the case somehow, some way. This short little soundbite. If you can translate it for me, please do. Roll tape. The only way to spare more pain and more loss, the only way these millstones no longer mark our national mourning, these milestones, I should say, no, no longer mo mark our national mourning. Joining me now is the senior policy advisor for gun owners of America, Phil Raboli. Uh, Phil, we know what Joe Biden and company is going to do, whether you can understand and comprehend what Joe Biden is going to say about this latest uh, tragedy in Indianapolis. We know what they're going to do. They're going to use it as political fodder to advance their agenda, to attack the Second Amendment, continue to chip away. And this is the pattern that we've seen now for many, many decades, right, is chip away, chip away, chip away. Assault weapons or so-called assault weapons are the boogeyman right now. Once they achieve assault weapons, they won't be happy. They won't stop. We know that, correct? No, that's right. Um, and I know you were talking a little bit earlier about uh, gun-free zones and, and their impact in all of this. You know, we all know that in these instances, in over 90% of cases, these sorts of tragedies occur in gun-free zones. 
And yet the people in the political class here in Washington don't seem to want to make the connection between gun-free zones and mass public murders. And of course, they're going after the so-called uh, gun show loophole and background checks. And, you know, the interesting thing is a lot of these uh, tragedies involve people who legally purchased firearms. And so the background checks didn't stop them, just like banning all guns wouldn't stop murderers from murdering. No, that's right. Um, the uh, murderer in Colorado a few weeks ago at the King Supers. Uh, Colorado has a universal background check system. He passed that background check, and yet he was still able to acquire legally a, uh, a rifle. And so these background checks aren't having the intended consequence that the anti-gunners want, um, because at the end of the day, it's not really about what they would call, quote unquote, common sense gun control. It really is about, as you said, chipping away at the Second Amendment uh, year after year after year and cloaking it with words like safety and common sense. We've seen time and time again, that gets very little publicity in the mainstream media though. Uh, the good guy with the gun stopping the bad guy with the gun. I've argued for many, many years now, um, as John Lott often professes, uh, more guns equals less crime. More guns in the hands of good people can mean less crime. That's 100% right. And, and again, going back to the case in Colorado, and what is most likely, and again, I don't want to speak too much out of turn, just sort of trying to piece things together at FedEx that, you know, these are all gun-free places. And what you effectively do with a gun-free zone is you tell everybody who would want to carry a firearm legally, we don't want you here, go elsewhere. And so what that does is it forces people to uh, basically, you know, choose to be victims uh, should that come up. And so anybody who might want to help, who might be able to help, is asked to leave, which is sort of the exact opposite of what we would expect uh, a, a company or an organization or a state or a government to do. And the irony is many churches, for example, uh, Christian churches in particular, are gun-free zones. And th those people inside those congregations are sitting ducks. And I know I have some friends uh, who uh, openly tell me they don't openly tell the congregation, but they open tell me the hell with the gun-free zone request because they consider it a request, uh, even though you're on private property. They continue to carry inside the church because they want to protect in case some maniac happens to come in there. And so uh, this forces people, unfortunately, to break the, the rules of certain uh, private entities that are, that are professing to be gun-free zones, but places like schools. Um, again, the thinking is to make it a gun-free zone to protect the children. But what about a, a good guy with a gun that happens to be in the school? You'd never know he has the gun unless you need him. That's exactly right. Um, you know, armed citizen engagement is a proven and effective tool for combating uh, these mass public murderers. You know, we all know about guys like Stephen Williford and Jack Wilson, who have used firearms to successfully save lives during, you know, one of these active shooter incidents. And, you know, the, uh, you know, you mentioned John Lott, he's, you know, absolute leader in this space when it comes to really digging into the numbers. And we're very lucky that he's on our side on all of this. Uh, but he's just looking at the numbers and he's showing, you know, uh, how many times, you know, a good guy with a gun is preventing a violent crime. And, you know, uh, my read of it and my, the way I look at it is we actually have more incidents every year of good guys with guns uh, taking on bad guys with guns. 
Yeah, they just don't get in the newspapers. They don't get published online. The, the mainstream media wants to continue the narrative that Joe Biden is out there. And one of the most chilling pieces of policy or legislation, apparently, that he wants to uh, pursue is going after gun manufacturers, mm-hmm. being able to sue a gun manufacturer, say Smith and Wesson, uh, for a crime committed by some maniac who happened to grab one of these firearms legally or illegally. This, to me, is maybe the most chilling of all for a whole host of reasons. But we know the end net effect that they want to do here, right? They effectively want to put Smith & Wesson out of business. That's 100% right. Um, there's been a couple of things said about this that I think is particularly interesting. One, we have to understand what they really want to do, and you hit the nail on the head, is they want to go after the source, right? If they can't stop Americans from buying guns through these ridiculous universal background check schemes, then they'll just go a little bit further up the river and stop the what firearms from being manufactured. He also made a, a pretty ridiculous comparison to the tobacco companies and how people can sue them. Well, you know, again, I don't want to speak too much out of turn here, but it seems as if in those cases with the tobacco companies, they were actually um, giving some false information to the public about um, about their product. Um, you know, the idea of suing a manufacturer for a legally produced and safe item when handled safely, you know, it just it, it's way outside the bounds of what the American people want to do, which is why we do have these protections for companies who sell safe and legal products. If the product is defective, that's a different question. But in these cases, these are, you know, uh, in many, many times, um, people with, uh, you know, disorders of some kind that, you know, they result in these mass public murders. But the, the firearm itself, is not to blame. It's the individual. And it always has to be put onto the individual. Right. And, and this opens the door for Ford or Chrysler or Jeep to be sued. Right. If you happen to use a uh, vehicle as a lethal weapon, which we know it can be used as a lethal weapon, getting behind the wheel or loading it with fertilizer, for that matter. Um, it opens the door. Box cutters, people who make box cutters, anything, baseball bats, any Louisville slugger, any of these companies could be open to be sued because a maniac happened to get behind the wheel or grab a baseball bat or use a box cutter for something that it really wasn't intended to be used. So when people uh, feel get upset uh, about something like this, I remind them a couple of things. Number one, get involved, get engaged, speak up. Uh, but also remember that in many ways, attacking the segment, uh, Second Amendment um, has been going on for many decades and will be going on many decades from now. It's, it's been a rite of passage for the modern Democrat Party. And if people want to get engaged and they want to help protect the Second Amendment and our entire Bill of Rights for that matter, but in particular the Second Amendment, what's the best way for folks to, uh, other than purchasing more ammo and more firearms when they can, in California they're running out of ammunition, by the way, um, what's the best way for people to get engaged and involved and, and help push back against this gun grab? Well, you're obviously right. You know, buying guns and ammo is probably the most fun way to push back against all of this. But I think one of the things they should be doing is looking at the Gun Owners of America website, gunowners.org. We have tons of great information on there uh, that will help them communicate with their representatives um, on any particular issue. I think one thing too, is a lot of times people get discouraged, right? So if you're a gun owner in a place like New York or California, uh, or any, you know, in any state that may have some level of restriction, you think to yourself, it doesn't matter because my two senators, all my congressmen, they're all anti-gunners. 
believe me when I tell you, I've seen it happen before. They do actually take these phone calls and emails into consideration. Now, maybe at the end of the day, they're still going to take a bad vote, but they do consider, you know, what's the avalanche like of pro-gun versus anti-gun mail I'm getting or phone calls or, you know, which of my constituents are, are coming to bend my ear about not taking an anti-gun vote. All this plays into, into is a factor in how a senator or congressman is going to cast their vote. So go to gunowners.org, check out the website, see the resources we have, uh, you know, go on the YouTube channel, check out the Minuteman moment. We're putting up a lot of good content on there about law and policy in a way that's digestible and easily understandable for people. And, uh, you know, and, and, and be sure to reach out to us as well with questions. Get engaged and, and speak up and educate people that, yeah, believe it or not, more guns equals less crime. More guns in the hands of good people means less criminals are going to be attacking the good people. That's the bottom line. Phil, thank you very much for being a part of this program and uh, keep up the great work. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. So it's up to us. We have to stand up to these radicals in Washington, D.C., these radicals in these blue states and in some red states who are trying to grab our guns, but really grab our ability to stand up to a rogue government. That's the real reason. If they were able, ever able to really achieve their goal, that would be the holy grail for them. That would be the Pelosi's and the Schumer's and the Biden's of the world. And that is to eliminate guns is to eliminate our ability to stand up to a rogue government. That would be... That would be... The promised land for these radicals in Washington, D.C. and beyond. And I want to punctuate this here podcast with one more item. And this was brought to my attention. And I knew this already. He just dug up the more recent facts from Daniel Horowitz at The Blaze. Um, Police killings of blacks. You know, the media narrative is, oh, black people are a target of police and they're killed disproportionately. Well, that's not really the case. And, and Daniel went back and he looked at the numbers that I know exist, and he just highlighted them. 18 blacks were killed, unarmed blacks, I should say, quote, unarmed blacks. But we know a fist is a, is a dangerous and deadly weapon, don't we? So 18, quote, unarmed blacks killed in 2020 and 13 killed in 2019. Those are not huge numbers, and if you look at it as a percentage of all fatal killings... You could say, well, maybe there were only 18 killed. No, that's about 25, about a quarter of all fatal shootings, police-involved shootings, involved black people. Yet the narrative goes on. And the, the police video of a black person running away from police or fighting with police, resisting arrest, punching police, we have video after video after video of these criminals. I don't care if they're 13 years old or 30 years old. They are resisting arrest. And if you don't do what the police tell you to do, bad things are going to happen. What part of this does America not understand? Obey the police. They tell you to stop. They tell you to Turn around and get handcuffed, you better obey, or bad things are going to happen. But I would also point out that a lot of these criminals wouldn't be criminals if all Americans, 
who choose to, were able to carry a firearm in public without a permit. And don't give me the shooting gallery nonsense. Uh-uh. Exactly the opposite. Because more good people will be carrying guns. And we know that if more good people carry guns, more guns in the hands of good people equals less crime. So bring on constitutional carry for all Americans. Let's make the United States the wild, wild west once again. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way. The Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right.